Warning, this episode contains foul language and is not the episode to listen to if blood makes you queasy. Hello, weirdos. You are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, supernatural, paranormal, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. This week, we are diving into those fang-toothed, pale-skinned, bloodthirsty creepies we all know and love called vampires. 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 We're talking origins, culture, movies, books, and even a little bit about the modern-day vampire scene. It's gonna get bloody. My name is Lauren, and this is my lovely co-host, Ashley. Hi, that was a really good opening. Thank you so much. <laughs> and today's <laughs> guest is our good friend and marvelous artist, Billy Roach. Yeah. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Hi, Billy. Hi. Yeah, Billy was um, the artist when we did Draw Halloween mm-hmm. this past year. You drew something every, every single, single day. day. Every day, and thank you for challenging me, because up until that point, I had been slacking on my art really? quite a bit. Well, yeah. I love Because the thing is, is like, you, we had a, we had quite a few people draw some stuff and doodle. But it would be periodically. I doodled a little bit, but like you did like actual amazing like pieces of art, amazing and drawings. sent them into us. You. Yeah, they were. It it was pretty incredible. If you guys haven't seen it, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see it. It's. They were awesome. They were so good. And he did one every day of the month of October for a little oh, drawing wow. challenge. I it was. Feel marvelous. like I'm turning bright red <laughs> yeah. right now. So. It's just because we love you so much. I was going to ask, like, because I know that uh, you did. Didn't you sell one as a print? I did, yes. There was the Disney-style Cerberus Yes, that that. a friend loved so much. His his wife's favorite mythological creature is the Cerberus. And he immediately, like, the next day, he was like, I will buy this from you. It does not matter. You just name a price. If you get it printed, framed, I will just throw money at you. And That's I was so like, good. I will take your money. I will take your money <laughs> for this drawing of my. That was it was really adorable. Good. Yeah, it I was, liked it a lot. I, I loved it so much. What made you make it like a Disney inspired? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that inspired me is all throughout the Halloween challenge, every time I drew something, I was like, oh, I'm going to take this next level. I'm going to do something a little creepy. A little... And this time I thought, well, everybody's going to go like snarling tooth, big, crazy service. And I'm just going to make it cute. I just want to have fun with this. It's going to be cute. I like yeah. that. It's such a fun twist yeah. of it. Yeah. It looked like the little like Dalmatian style, but as a three-headed dog. <laughs> I believe so for that sweet. one, I drew my uterus. You did. And it was a happy was little period, uterus. And I had a, it was a very bad time for me. But your uterus um, was like cute and happy, wasn't it? No, it was very angry. It should have oh, been angry. I thought I remembered a cute, happy no. uterus. I may have at another Maybe point you in my did life more. Yeah. drawn a cute, you happy did a terrifying uterus, one. but I highly doubt it. Uh, probs not because it usually doesn't feel great <laughs> yep it's usually not doing too hot <laughs> um, billy where are you from i am from long beach mississippi long beach long i didn't beach. know there was a long, <laughs> long beach in mississippi beach, mississippi i really want when people are like where are you from i just want you to be like long beach <laughs> yeah long beach you know 
you know. Uh, where the fried chicken and sweet tea come from. <laughs> and everyone says, y'all. Y'all. That makes I class sense. that up way too much. It's just y'all. Yeah, I was going to um, say. Y'all. That sounded like a like British dialect, y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Y'all. It's a British actor trying to be southern. <laughs> right. Uh, y'all. But yeah, when I say Long Beach, Mississippi, people go, I go, do you know Gulfport or maybe Biloxi? And they go, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've yes. read Biloxi Blues. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know it well. Let me tell you one of the most infuriating things is watching movies and television and someone says they're from Biloxi. Ooh. I rage so hard. I'm like, oh. that's not how you say it. We're from Illinois. Okay. Yeah, you so. don't say no. Illinois <laughs> you know. all the damn you time. You feel the pain. It's rough. It's really <laughs> painful. And the worst part, sometimes I say it. It's uh, it's pronounced Illinois so often that every once in a while I'll be like, Illinois. And they'll be like, who are you? Oh my gosh, you I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's yeah, I'm pretty bad. sure Lauren's actually yelled at me before. You said it on the podcast yeah. once, on the microphone, and I screamed. <laughs> it was furious. We almost broke up. Did that's you fine. edit that out? No, I kept it no. in. For the shame. Yeah, for the shame. <laughs> I needed the world to know that I'm not perfect. To know the truth. Speaking of being perfect, a little bit more about me. <laughs> I That's a great segue. That was good. Getting over a cold, if you can't tell. I don't know how like You sound a little congested but not crazy. No. Good. It's not over well, the Well, we're also ooh, we're also drinking wine. So Billy brought us wine. Call, is it called Vampire? It is called it's Vampire. It's called Vampire. Yeah, it it's is called from Vampire. The, the Vampire Tasting. The Vampire Vineyards. Oh, Vineyards. Oh. And they have a tasting room in Beverly Hills. <sighs> and he got to go. And he got yeah. to always go. wanted to go. I went recently. It was very fun. The hostess server <laughs> slash question, question mark. mark. Yeah, question mark. <laughs> uh, she was like something you'd see out of like uh, an episode of True Blood. She looked Perfect. like somebody who would, who would be working at Fangtasia. Crushed velvet. Yes. No, off the shoulder black sweater. Fine. Uh, dark, smoky makeup. Perfect. Of course. As a young boy, I would have not stopped staring at her. <laughs> yeah. As a young As a goth young kid exactly. in Mississippi, you would have been, I would have been transfixed. Completely, yeah, just Head absorbed over heels. with this woman. That is yeah. amazing. Well, you got some sangria called... Oh, that's the best part. It's called Fangria. Hey. I it was delicious. Let's not mince words about that. But I basically just bought it for the name. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. It's called yeah. Fangria. Fangria. It's called Fangria. Amazing. How could I pass it up? Here's the thing. When I go, Joe gets so mad at me because every time I go uh, to pick up a bottle of wine, I just get the one that looks the coolest. I do too. Oh, yeah. it, it always design. ends up being like I bring it home and Joe's like, why did you spend $4 on wine? I'm like, but it's got a guy on it and he's dead. I spent I 20 minutes at I Target watching bottles. those 19 crimes things oh, on the app. Yes. They're amazing. Yeah. Oh, when you move your phone fantastic. from person yes, to person. We've talked yeah. about that because we did 19 crimes for our seance. Yeah. For our Keep It we Weird seance. And uh, we didn't. We knew kind of a little bit about it. Right. And I posted a video of it on the... Um, it's Keep so it good. weird Facebook of that's the 19 what crimes. Made me want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I, every time I see a place that has wine, I was like, do they have 19 crimes? 19 crimes? 19 crimes? No. It's such I a just cool idea. Why they went to jail. I know yeah. people talking to you. It's so good. But creepy bottles are definitely the best. Yeah. Yes. You can't stay with I always st- steer towards things like this, like vampire, like apothic. Like those yes, kind of apothic creepy, red. Like, gothic looking. Yes. Such a it's good the inner goth kid comes out when I'm in the wine aisle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because I only yeah. drink red wine too, right. so it's like, what is the Get those darkest, reddies. creepiest red wine I can find? Mm. This is forty cents. Right, I'll get that. I'll I'm on it. it. It's blood red. I'm into it. It's blood red. 
I'm not going to be able to taste it after a glass, so who cares? <laughs> the one that we're um, drinking now is very dark and lovely. It's oh, a I Pinot Noir. Yeah, hold on. Pinot Noir Pinot called Noir. Vampire, and it's yeah. Oh, that's delicious. Well, that's yeah, a good really wine, good, right? Thank you, Billy. I'm not much of a red drinker, and like this, when I tasted this, I was over the moon. I was like, "This is really good." That tastes like fruit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, into this. I like that we can see into our little clear mugs You're that welcome. we have right now, and it just looks like a little glass of blood, and it's well, real I fun. Well, I figured that wine glasses weren't the best idea. No. They never really are, are they? Only if at the a design fancy party. A, yeah, but like the design of a wine glass is not... The, I want. I need my alcoholic beverage cups to be indestructible. Sure. I need them to oh, be made definitely. out of like... It, I, need it to, I want to drink out of a rubber tire. Sure. I like to know that I'm going to drink so much that if I drop this, uh-huh. it will be fine. It, everything will be, yeah, fine. It will be exactly. fine. Just yeah. drink out of like a thermos. <laughs> like, I drink out of a sippy cup, like yeah, a tumbler. <laughs> yes, yes so a good. sports bottle. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about vampires. But first, so I have something for you. You can listen to, Billy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> totally forgot to mention this <clears throat> last week. We were talking about William Randolph Hearst, uh-huh. his granddaughter. Is Who's Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst, yeah. We didn't even mention I that. I know, I don't know why That's we didn't. <laughs> I know. Why didn't we talk about that? And what's so funny is it's mostly my fault, because remember how at the end of our intro last week, I Googled William Randolph Hearst, because uh-huh. we were both like, what the hell does he do again? What does he do? And when his Wikipedia page popped up, a picture of Patty or popped up and I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's hilarious. And then hilarious. I just looked at you and continued on with my yeah. life. Yeah, so the Hearst family is all fascinating apparently. Oh, hell I didn't yeah. even like I had listened to your story both weeks and I was like I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. It's and fine. like didn't even put two and two together but um have you been to Hearst Castle? Has anyone been to Hearst I have Castle? Not, I exactly. haven't either. I, I would love go. to go. Yeah. Would love um, to go. They have a freaking castle which is now a protected California landmark that you can go to and feel fancy as fuck. Where is it? I don't know. I Malibu? forget. Maybe close to Malibu. I would think. Mm-hmm. Could it but be? But back to north? Patty Hearst. Patty, or is it further north? Yeah, I think it's think? a little bit further north Maybe than Malibu, but I think it's like up the PCH. Right. Okay. Just in case the listeners don't know who Patty Hearst is, I won't go into like too much detail because you should just read the book American Heiress by Jeffrey Tubin because it's incredible. Patty led a very interesting life. She went to Berkeley. She became involved in charity, particularly involved with a foundation helping children suffering from AIDS. She was in a handful of John Waters films, including (laughs) Cry Baby, A Dirty Shame, and Cecil B. Demented. She's also participated with her dogs in dog shows. And in 2017, her French bulldog Tuggy won Best of Breed. Oh, and did I forget to mention that when she was in college, she was kidnapped and brainwashed by the, what was it, the Liberation Army? Someone who was like, yeah, just and then wanted. She, <laughs> she was taken from her apartment at the university. She was rescued over two years later. And by then she was wanted for multiple crimes, including bank robbery, uh, car hijackings, and attempted murder. And during the trial, questions arose as to whether or not she was actually brainwashed or oh, if she, she was wanna? in on the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, because wasn't it... I'm Patty. trying to remember. It's like an army of people who were like, fight, like, fight the man. Like, yeah. Weren't they saying, like, if we rob these banks, like, everything will get better. Mm-hmm. But I think she was kind of on that page, Well, too. yeah, I think that, uh, you know, she had... It came out in the trials that she had actually had a friendship with one of the people from mm. the, you know, the SLA, 
before she was kidnapped. kidnapped. And then she was kidnapped and she did all this stuff. And then she got, you know, quote unquote rescued. And then, you know, she was like, I was brainwashed. And But was she? But Anyways, she? so William Randolph Hearst just killing people I know. and getting away with it. And then his granddaughter, he passed the crazy down to his granddaughter. Passed that crazy yeah, on. Sadly, it's a, it's a subject I don't know a ton about. And now I'm like very intrigued. Now, oh, American Heiress, the book is because yeah. it's all about like it's her life, her crimes and the trial. And it is it's pretty. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. Money. Mm-hmm. She had so much money. Didn't even She's know like the Justin it. Bieber of heiresses <laughs> no but like seriously like you know how like no, when you have so much right. money that there's no consequences for anything that yeah. you do mm-hmm. i mean i don't know personally no <laughs> yeah. but i do I not mean, understand I that but um yeah that was her life <laughs> i've been working in retail for 10 years so i don't know what that's like <laughs> anyway crazy. so i had to bring that up because yeah, i could no, not believe so that we did not talk about that I last know. week and that i even saw her name pop up on google and was like oh yeah that'd be interesting but then we just kept talking and i never said a word well let's go to her castle though <laughs> please yes uh, what can you do there can you just walk around yeah that's I why think it's just a tour yeah yeah i think you tour. can take a tour of it that's why mm. i was looking it up yeah Snooze. it's in san simeon california who who it's a national historic landmark. Yeah, it just looks like you take tours. No, okay, never mind. Haunted tours? Not really. No. Okay, just pass. Tours. Historical tours. Hard I'm pass. Sorry. Hard, hard pass. <laughs> Man, it looks lovely though. It is beautiful. Okay, okay moving anyway. on. Vampers. Today vampers? we're going to talk about vampers. Vamps. Them old vampies. <laughs> Those sweet, sweet blood sucking ghoulies. Uh huh. I love them. Me too. I know Billy loves them. Oh, oh, I yeah. don't love anything else more. <laughs> I feel like I should also apologize to my girlfriend right now. Why? Uh, oh, yes. Just sorry. Because I, Aww, the vampire. Sorry. 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 Uh, we love um, her, though. Y- yes, we do. Very much. Um, more than vampires. Ooh. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Close. Close call. Oh, you're testing me real hard <laughs> yeah. right now, Ashley. Yes, definitely more than uh, more than vampires. But like barely. It's it's very it's a real Sophie's choice. It's a, it's a real Sophie's choice. Well, you have a vampire tattoo. I do because I'm a giant nerd, so I have a blade glyph oh, tattoo yes. on blade. my forearm. I guess technically that's not a vampire; that's a familiar, but still, it is a familiar. But I dug deep into the nerd well to find oh. the glyph for va- for Dracula's house oh. because Dracula. Like many people's, like one of my all-time favorite monsters, right? Sure. Of course. And I was like, eh, you don't want to be like familiar, like Deacon, Deacon Frost. <laughs> so I was like, Dracula, please. Yeah, Makes Deacon sense. Frost yeah. ends up making a real fool out of him. Yeah, you know what I'm He's saying? He's like, oh, I'm gonna fulfill the prophecy oh, and be a blood god. Yeah, yeah right. Get yeah, that okay. out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Don't you know the blades here? Yeah. I mean, he's in the other room. Yeah. Get over yourself. But you didn't watch him die, did you? Common villain mistake. Yeah, you should have watched him When die. you, you don't watch see if die. they're dead, of course they're going to come on back. You can't just walk in a room, nope. tell him your entire plan, and nope. then walk away and hope then, that he dies. Yes. That's the most common mistake in all movies. It pisses me right off. <laughs> it pisses me right off. <laughs> I do love it when movies like make a joke about it, though. About how right. they're like, I'm just going to tell you my whole plan. Yeah, yeah. when it's made fun happens. of, like, ready, you sit silently while I tell you the plan. <laughs> Anyway, so today we're talking about vampires. I'm going to start because I'm going to talk about where 
these little guys come from. Yay. I like how I keep talking about them. Like they're like, like they're little sweet cuties. Little baby like they're kittens. Yeah, like yeah. These sweet little. No, I think I called them like little creepies little in the intro. <laughs> they have like little they're... fangies like kitties yeah. do, and some of them wear black like black cats. Do. Just real little thirsty little creatures. Thirsty they just need a little drink. <laughs> if they had more love, they wouldn't be so scary. <laughs> So I feel like by now most people know the origins of vampires, at least modern day vampires. The original, the big kahuna, the father of all the vamps would be Dracula, Billy's main man. Dracula was a story written by Bram Stoker. Dracula was written in 1897 and it tells Dracula's attempt to move from Transylvania to England so that he may find new blood and spread the undead curse. And of course, it holds the battle between Dracula and a small group of men and women led by Professor Abraham Van Helsing, which is like one of the coolest characters in mm-hmm. uh, like literary history. What right? a fantastic name. Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Abraham Van Helsing. Yes. It's the coolest yeah. name. It's a great so name. Yeah. So led by Van Helsing, which is the first introduction that we had to both characters mm. was in this novel. But Dracula is not the origin of the vampire story. Bram Stoker took the lore of the vampire to create Dracula and he modeled his villain slightly, kind of, after a real person named Vlad of course. Vlad the Impaler, to be exact. How do you say his last name? Tepish. Tepish. Okay. Vlad Tepish. And he was son of Vladislav something or something other. Something or other. <laughs> Thick <laughs> Romanian name. No, it, well, it was yeah. one of the it was Vlad. back in the day where it was like, My name is Vlad and my seven sons are Vlad yeah. Tepish. Everyone was Vlad. Vlad. He was commonly known as Vlad II or Vlad the Second. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Uh Vlad number All two. The Vlads. Vlad Dos. He lived from 1431 to 1476. He was also known as Vlad Dracula because his father's name was, that's what his name was. What Vlad Dracul. Dracul. So he had a pretty fucked up life, actually. He and his younger brother were held hostage in the Ottoman Empire in 1442 to secure their father's loyalty to their cause. Vlad's father and eldest brother were murdered after the governor of Hungary invaded Wallachia. Wallachia. Wallachia, I pronounced that right, in 1447. And after that, he invaded a bunch of places and killed a bunch of people. And I mean, like, a a bunch of people. people. A bunch. Like, he killed a bunch of people. And he was called Vlad the Impaler because he would kill a bunch of of people and then put them on sticks. Yeah, he would. He would impale them. He would impale them and leave them at the edge of his territory so enemies knew not to enter. Yeah. They knew that that was. I mean, that's a great barrier to have if you're trying to scare some people. Yeah, absolutely. But the reason that. What was that sound? Was that Mark? I, you know what? I don't know. Because I just looked and I saw that all the cats were in here, so I scared myself. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I have been reading The Exorcist. And I watched Veronica last night, so great. You've bought, could be a you've demon. Brought the I don't actually in. know. Okay, continue. Uh, one thing that's rumored. Tell me if you know about this. Okay. That he would dip his bread into the blood of some of the people he murdered and eat it. I have not heard of this. I only heard about this recently, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and see, I thought I knew everything about this man. I, I say. am obsessed with this. Yeah. Man. So I don't. Again, like that could obviously be a rumor but that was something i read in multiple places and i was like oh well that makes more sense that that would be why he took that that dracula was modeled yeah yeah. that he took him uh dracula was named after blood. so he even impaled military leaders and sultan's envoys like he was ruthless like he would 
Like there was no one he wouldn't. No, everybody. He would impale everybody. Yeah, if he felt disgraced, impale, impale, just impale. It was his thing. Yeah, they actually make fun of it in what we do in the shadows with Vlad the Poker. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> My gosh. Vladislav the Poker. I love that movie so, so much. So um, Vlad was captured in Transylvania and he was imprisoned from uh, 16 or 1463, sorry, to 1475. He was released in the summer and then fought in an army against the Ottomans in Bosnia in 1476. And he was murdered in January of 1477. And really, it was just his name and brutality that inspired the character Count Dracula. There's, there's no rumors or anything aside from the bread dipping that he like drank blood right. or was a bat or sure only came out at night like nothing like that. And actually, and it wasn't like a um, Rasputin thing where it was like he can't be killed. He was just like ruthless. Yeah, and that was he had like a bloodlust. He just he was awful. He had a very significant reign of terror. Yes, yeah. he would kill. He killed like generations of families. It's insane. But actually, in Romania, he's viewed as kind of a national hero for defending the empire from the Ottoman Turks. So the impaling probably wasn't necessary. Sure, sure. But everyone over the top. Everyone has a vice. <laughs> Depends on who you're asking. Right. People are into the impaling. So where'd all the other stuff come from? So if that's kind of like who he modeled Count Dracula, Dracula after. Mm-hmm. Where did all, where did like the, the garlic and the holy water and the staking and all of that come yes. from? Well, actually back in the day, they weren't actually called vampires. Most of the time they were referred to as revenants, which were human corpses that were said to return from the grave to uh, cause harm to the living. Okay. So the origins seem to stem from the Slavic of course, those creatures are only a few hundred years o- old. And then before the Slavic legends, vampires were not thought to be human at all, but instead like supernatural demons okay. of some kind. It's kind of impossible to prove when the myth first arose. There are suggestions that maybe the vampire was born out of sorcery in Egypt, uh, a demon summoned into our world. There's also Asian vampires. I think you're going to talk about some different vampires from around the world, yeah, like I've legends some, from around the world. Some kind of bonkers legends yeah. from around the world. But yeah, but there's also some like, there's some descriptions in the Bible of that sound potential vampires. So I don't know exactly when it turned into drinking blood. I couldn't yeah. find the exact date when it turned into drinking blood. What vampires were was they would drink your life force. Mm-hmm. Which eventually turned into blood because yeah. that's what we all need to survive. But in general, they just wanted like energy from yeah. the person. They right? would drain yeah. your energy and they would, um, <clears throat> you know, I have those uh, uh, herbs or whatever that protects you from psychic vampires. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Like yeah. they could literally, they could make you sick just yeah. by being around them. Sure. So it wasn't necessarily a blood drinking thing. They would just drain you. Right. But then somehow blood got somehow into the blood mix. got into the mix. I don't. I don't even know if it was. I don't think it was Dracula. I think it was before. I think a lot Dracula. of the blood association maybe comes from Elizabeth Bathory. Could be. Oh, yes, the countess. Yeah, we talked about her in episode three. Was that four? the serial killer? Yeah, one? yeah. Diary yeah, of yeah, a Serial yeah. Carrie. Yes. Yeah, we talked about her. She would bathe in women's blood. Yeah, young but it girls. was mostly for like yeah, young girls. It was mostly for like the rejuvenated. Right. Yeah, she Reju- rejuvenation. Wasn't consuming yes. it. She yeah. just believed it would keep her eternally young. Yeah. 
if she like Which put it on face and, and then people change that to let's consume yeah exactly. that's true yeah it does kind of tie into the vampire thing like keeping mm, mm. the word vampire didn't appear in the english language until 1743 in a poem called the vampire of the fens one of the earliest accounts of vampires was found in ancient sumerian and babylonian myths dating to 4000 bc which described ekimu Ekimu? Ekimu. Ekimu. <laughs> Which is, uh, translates to one who is snatched away. Oh. The Ekimu is a type of spirit or demon who is not buried properly and has returned as a vengeful spirit to suck the life out of the living. Okay. Again, sucking the life out, not necessarily right. the blood. Draining the life force is pretty much the only common thread throughout history. Yeah. Like everything else yeah. is Sticks kind of helter always. skelter. It's all, yeah. But that was like the thing that made you a vampire. Whether it's your soul or your blood, um, some vampires, you know, other elements are kind of all over the place. Some vampires can turn into bats or wolves and others can't. Mist. What? Mist. mist. Yeah. Yes. Mist. mist. Fleas. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, fleas. <laughs> if it just turned into yeah. like a million I knew of like vampire fleas. spiders and roaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Some are said to have a connection with the with animals also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The bat thing came from Dracula specifically. Yes. That was a Dracula a specific thing for him. Yeah. Right? Talent. Yes. That that Dracula gift talent. That yeah. Dracula um, talent. He yeah, has. he learned he was trying out for the talent show in high school and he was like, What can I do? Well, I can turn into, I can a, turn into bat. a bat. That's not special. Enjoy but he can do that? No spe- okay. <laughs> Don't we all do that? Oh, oh yes, I'll do is. the bat. Okay. I'll do the bat, okay. Some vampires are said to not have a reflection, and others do, but this actually probably came about, about for several reasons. One, we talked about this in episode six, in Bloody Sophie, uh, mere suspicions have... Uh, suspicions? I'm so sick. <laughs> superstitions? Superstitions, superstitions. Thank you. Mere superstitions have been around since the creation of mirrors. Yeah. So like right. having a mirror and or a reflection to be a part of the lore isn't very surprising. Most of early man thought reflections were a way to see one's soul mm-hmm. and vampires are known to not have a soul and therefore would not have a reflection. There's also an old legend that a lot of old mirrors were backed with silver and that yes. Judas sold his soul uh, or sold out Jesus, I'm sorry, for silver. So it makes it an innately um, cursed thing, yeah. silver. So mm-hmm. the reflection being something that didn't have a soul, they, the it all ties into the silver being cursed. And that's why they weren't able to see the reflection in, in like oh. old timey mirrors. A lot of current things say that, you know, vampires show up on film because of digital old film also was made to, made it with silver. So Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I love it. That is I interesting. Like that a lot. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure there was like a movie of some kind where someone was like, oh, I have a mirror. And they're like, but is it backed by silver? Am I'm I wrong? Sure. Maybe it was a dream I had once. Maybe it was a fever dream. I feel like there could no, definitely be a vampire dream or like any paranormal movie where that's a thing. I feel like it was Fright Night. Anyways, moving on. Uh-huh. Holy water and sunlight are said to repel or kill some vampires, but not others. Holy water, obviously spawning from the demon lore. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sunlight... I don't know. Would that just be because they're scarier at night? What is the sunlight thing? Yeah, I don't know that either. The sunlight thing is it. It varies from legend to legend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think the the idea of a vampire not being able to in sunlight is sometimes referred to as God's grace. Ooh. So they're not able to God walk thing. in God's grace. So that because they're cursed, 
and they have no soul. So that's a lot of legends use that. And I'm assuming that's where it came from. It shows up a lot throughout um, folklore. When that skin is so pasty pale, they don't want to get a sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get out in that sunburn. Or it could be a twilight scenario where they're just glittery. They don't want to show their sparkles. I mean, nobody wants to be a show off. It's true. It's true. Edward Cullen did not want to show off his glitter right away. He held back. Maybe they were just all gingers. I know every time I spend too much time in the sun. That's true. Just, Billy is a ginger. I cower and I have to hide <laughs> in a shadow of a tree like some sort of monster and I have to whip out the 100 plus SPF. That's what I'm saying. They just didn't have their sunscreen. Yeah. They weren't ready for the sun. Billy, you were born to be a vampire. Oh my gosh, you were. Kind of. And I feel like this is all culminating in my my life's you know, <laughs> my life's work yeah, is, my life's work has is led like, me to this day. I'm doing this podcast. A vampire will hear it and go, you know what? I want this guy. You know what? Yeah. He's going to invite you in. I'm gonna He's need, earned it. I'm going to need him in my clan or my coven. Or... Identifying vampires has always been important to the storyline. So modern vampires are super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't go outside in the daylight. So they, they, you know, they sleep all day, sleep in coffins. Right. That's a red flag. If you're dating someone flag. who sleeps yeah. in a coffin. And doesn't come out in the day. Maybe not. It's rough. They have to be invited in. That's actually that one came from that was that was like an urban legend kind of that was a that literally came from kind of like, you know, don't go necking, you know, don't uh, make sure you check on the children. That was literally like an urban legend. Like you have to invite them in and it was to teach children not to invite in strangers. Strangers, Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Genius. Yeah. Came from kind of like a parent's little like but also mirror breaking if you remember mirror breaking was an urban legend too basically when mirrors were first like created um they were super expensive but also super easy to break Mm -hmm. so they started saying like if you break them you have bad luck for seven years so that kids would be extra careful with them yeah it's whatever you have to say to (laughs) a child whatever you have to say to like stop breaking shit and now that's what they tell iphone owners if you break your iphone seven years of bad luck seven years of bad luck be careful I had one. I looked at it. It broke. It was terrible. <laughs> I breathe I on it, it. <laughs> and it shatters. Shatters as a million soon pieces. as the new upgrade comes out. My iPhone's like, yeah, like I'm my done. iPhone quits with every upgrade. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, okay. No garlic, no holy water, no reflection. Awesome. But it used to be a lot more difficult to identify vampires. According to an old Romanian legend, you'll need a seven year old boy. I don't oh, know why okay. that is a specific age and a white horse. The boy should be dressed in white and placed on the horse and the pair will be set loose in a graveyard at midday. So white boy in white clothes on white horse. He has to be seven and riding the horse in a graveyard at noon sharp. Who so chose this? <laughs> why? Basically, the horse is going to wander around and not be led by the boy and whatever grave he stops nearest to is the grave of a vampire. So, okay. guys, I'm so glad we have the internet now and we can like share knowledge. <laughs> Seriously, because <laughs> this is a, that is a process to figure out which one's going to be a vampire. Because the thing is, back in the day, they weren't afraid of like people in the neighborhood being vampires. Right. They were afraid of the vampires coming back, back. to life. Yes, yeah. they were exactly. afraid that people were going to die and become a vampire, almost like a zombie, yeah. and then come back. Right. And be uh, bad news bears. Which mm-hmm. links back to that word revenant. Yes. It's mm-hmm. kind of ambiguous. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it's thought to be a vampire, sometimes something zombie like. Yeah. 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 So the they undead. would come back to. Undead, exactly. Mm-hmm. Interest and belief in the creatures surged in the Middle Ages and in Europe 
because this was a very superstitious time and almost all of it came from not having medical knowledge at all. Mm -hmm. So they believe that revenants could be identified at birth, usually by some abnormality. So if a child was born with teeth or even like an extra nipple or appendage or if they're born with like lack of cartilage in their nose or a cleft lip, uh, if the bild, uh, bild, if the child was born with red call, the amniotic membrane mm-hmm. covering its head, these were all regarded throughout most of Europe as evidence that the child was destined to return from the dead. And they were looked at as evil omens, not only for the family, but like the entire community, which is why children that were born with like abnormalities were like tucked away in the attic sure. and like never to be seen. Yeah. Like the legend of Hull House, like the or, or was it Hull House where the the devil baby that was seen upstairs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anyways. I do not. We'll uh, save that for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like children with abnormalities were like immediately like, hidden away. you know, hidden away. Because I mean, we've be talked like about changelings on the show before. Yeah. And it always yes. reminds me of that. Certain babies were born and then randomly they'd be beautiful another day. Yeah. And it was like, who'd you trade babies with? Mm-hmm. Or did a fairy come drop this on your doorstep? Yeah. I'm going to guess that you got rid of that sweet little baby. So I know. misunderstanding so of science and medical conditions are really what spawned and ignited the idea of vampirism, um, which you could say this about most superstitions, but the creation of monsters especially benefited from lack of knowledge. Yeah. The first recorded accounts of vampires follow a pretty consistent pattern. Some unexplained misfortune would befall a person, family, or town, a drought that dried up the crops, or maybe an infectious disease struck, or a forest fire. And before science could explain weather patterns and like germ theory, any bad event for which there was not an obvious cause went straight to superstition. Mm. Um, And it went straight to an abomination in their midst in their midst like someone was doing something that made everyone deserve punishment and at that time it was not just vampires it was witches it was demons it was werewolves shapeshifters like basically you if something bad was going on in the town you would be accused of something Mm -hmm. and killed and it was really sad ultimately someone would be blamed and there would be a death Uh uh-huh And basically, it was like if you acted out of the norm at all, mm-hmm. if you were gay, probably, right. if you had a mental illness, yep. crazy times. Yeah, people felt they were cursed. And a lot of the time, for whatever reason, they blamed the dead, I think, because it was easy because they were dead. Sure. So you might as well just blame them. And the birth of vampires came about when they concluded that perhaps the deceased could come back from the dead with evil intentions. So graves were unearthed. And again, because they didn't understand the decomposition process yet um, they would misplace normal body decomposition for supernatural phenomenon. So for example, most people think that a body would decompose immediately, but if the coffin is sealed well and say buried in winter, you could unearth a body six months later that looks like it was just buried. Sure. And then immediately you're like, it was preserved. It was preserved. They didn't yeah. die. Yeah. Which, you know, the Catholic Church would say that's a saint. Mm-hmm. But these people were like, obviously a vampire. vampire. So they'd have to rebury it with a vampire burial. And there was a lot of old um, legends that whenever they people would bury, they'd be buried um, with like a rock in their mouth. Mm-hmm. So that when they came back, they couldn't feed on people. Yes. Because they were afraid they would return as a vampire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Aside from like the body being like perfect from what for whatever reason, there was also intestinal decomposition. Which we don't have this anymore because we have like embalm. We've perfected the embalming embalming process, but um, 
Decomposition back then created bloating, which can actually force blood up into the mouth, making it look like the dead body recently drank blood. Interesting. So really, it's just science. This is like what bodies did, but these people were like, ah, right. There's blood in their mouth. And yes, vampire. Vampire graves are a huge thing. We find more and more of them all the time. One of the things is they would put a brick or a rock in their yeah. mouth yeah. so that they couldn't feed. Many vampire graves have been found. A lot of them are bodies buried during a time of hardship or plague. For those were the times that like myths and legends of vampires were most popular. Sure. So you could almost always, if you find like a group of vampire burials, you can trace it back to a time where... A lot of people were dying or falling on hard times and like mm. in that area. Yeah. Plague consumption. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll come back to vampire graves because they're super interesting. But um, basically, I'm going to go through like the little like steaks, garlic, etc. So yes. when it comes to staking a vampire, I didn't know this. So I always assumed it was, you know, you stake their heart and that's where that came from because mm. a heart pumps the blood i don't know whatever but actually it's from the vampire burials one of the things when you buried a supposed vampire is you would shove a steel rod through their chest and into the ground behind them and you would stake them to the ground and the reason for this is because if you're staked through the chest you can't rise up right you can't get out of the grave yes you're stuck yeah. And that's where staking the chest came from. That is which fascinating. is super fascinating. I didn't know. I thought oh. it was. I thought it was a heart thing. Yeah, there's a few um, common like I've heard that before. Usually with iron, not yes. steel. I've heard iron. Iron, yes. And yeah, then sorry. Going back to <clears throat> biblical, I heard with um, a lot of staking, you could only truly kill a vampire with a stake made of dogwood which is the wood that they used to crucify Jesus. Oh. Oh. I wonder, I was just going to ask next, I was going to say, yeah, what happened with the wood? Because yeah. I couldn't why figure out why up? the wood that eventually came into place, but that would make sense. It was dogwood, which um, But I is... feel like most of Buffy's chairs were not made out of dogwood. No, dogwood's <laughs> real hard to find now, so we're kind <laughs> so, of fucked. So <laughs> was if that it's about? dogwood, what we was that about? are screwed. Yeah. I would love to see a vampire get staked in a film. Just be like, not dogwood, sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, bro. We should make like a realistic vampire movie where it's like, oh, this mirror, it's not backed by silver. So guess what? Bat shit, crazy legends. Like, oh, running water. I can't cross that. Well, Uh, have a nice night. Have a nice night. See you later. (laughs) Sorry. It was fun chasing you for a while, but there's a creek here. So I can't uh, do anything about it. Catch you later. Catch you later. Catch on the flip side. See, where was I? That would be a boring film. Right. Sorry. Take all it the excitement might, out. Here's the thing. It might be funny if they did like what what we do in the shadows too. Yeah, like yes. doing yeah. some funny jokes little, in there. Yeah, like the little bits. things here and there. And actually, yeah, the the wood thing again doesn't make sense. Now it makes sense. The dogwood thing makes sense, but like normal wood didn't yeah, make just, sense never because understood. back in the day it was all uh, it was iron, which makes That's, much more sense. Yeah. So, so like technically, blade would be closer because yeah. he, used he uses silver. silver. Yeah. Um, to stake them. Um, but actually, the iron uh, is from folklore. So vampires, jinn or genies, and many other magical creatures feared iron. So the iron bar would be 
the most effective, which I didn't ah, know that. Didn't know that either. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see. What about garlic? Yeah. This one's nuts. What's that one all about? Garlic's actually an ancient way to ward off evil in many cultures. So vampires, witches, demons, magic, evil of all kind. Garlic was used even when a church conducted ceremonies to ward off evil. It wasn't just like superstitious mothers. Right. It wasn't just like, you know, take your essential oils. Yeah. It was like. It was the thing. The church used it. Because garlic warded off evil and vampires um, stemmed from demons. That's a pretty easy connection. Sure. Also, there was a point in time where garlic was worn more often than it was eaten. Back in those, you know, Victorian era days where there was witch burning, wolf hunts, vampire staking, uh, basically fear mongers hoping to make a buck. The holy men of that time ran everything mm-hmm. and if they for example even the salem witch trials for example yeah that was about property they wanted that property these people did not give them that property they accused them of witchcraft had them hung took their property mm-hmm. and that's what was happening back then too but they were able to do it i mean literally anything they wanted they wanted their property they're dead we're gonna stone yeah. them drown them do whatever anything in the name of the church witches, or god exactly. yeah, yeah. Anything that way, if they were pagan instead of like practicing anyway. So, but the fear mongers, these holy men also realized that they could make a ton of money off of it. So they started making garlic necklaces for people to wear saying that the only thing that warded off vampires and witches and evil spirits was garlic. Mm. So you couldn't even walk down the street without seeing people wearing garlic necklaces. So not only were they having all these people killed, they were also like making a shit ton of money yeah. <laughs> selling garlic. So Hot bad damn. people, bad people all around. And Egyptians actually used garlic as a charm to ward off evil. They believed there was a vampire-esque ghost that killed sleeping children by sucking up their breath, which honestly at the time was probably a misunderstanding of SIDS, sudden oh my gosh, death yeah. syndrome. And they would use a wreath of garlic to hang on the cribs, like on where the baby slept. To protect them. To protect them from this horrible thing happening. And Van Helsing used garlic in Dracula, which solidified the vampire versus garlic lore. And many people believe that the idea of garlic as a deterrent to vampires began because they suck blood like mosquitoes do. And during Bram Stoker's day... Uh, day and age, like before bug spray, people used garlic to repel mosquitoes. Ah, oh, okay. So there you go. All the blood just an suckers. Great herb. It really works yeah. for yeah. everything, but really getting those blood suckers <laughs> away. But garlic could also be effective against vampires because garlic is antibacterial. Because ba- vampires supposedly suffer from some sort of hemophilia in mm-hmm. some legends. So uh, that would cause them to need other people's blood because of a deficiency of red blood cells and the garlic could kill the bacteria that vampires need to live. So there's a ton of garlic things. Yeah. So the vampire graves, a couple more ways that they were found dead. Actually, in 2014, six people were found in a Polish graveyard who had been given given vampire burials over 200 years ago. And some were barricaded in the earth with sharp sickles. Um, so it was like sharp, almost like heavy barbed wire that went across their chest. Okay. So like they wouldn't be able to rise up. Yeah. I, hello, my microphone's here. Uh-huh. Uh, they wouldn't be able to like rise up from the dead. Uh-huh. Some had the bricks in their mouth. Um, yeah. Some were staked. And 
another popular thing was to cut off the head and put it in between their legs. Oh, boy. Oh, see, I knew about the decapitation. I didn't know about the legs. Yeah, they would put it in between their legs. Interesting. I always heard they would just leave it like an inch or two away from the body. Yes, or they would separate it from the body so that if they reanimated, they wouldn't be able to... wouldn't have that head. Reminds me of Billy from Hocus Pocus. The other Billy. (laughs) A different Billy. (laughs) Billy! His head was always falling off. The other thing, obviously, was... I, I don't know if you guys have seen this. These these have been around forever and people didn't kind of realize what they were for. But have you seen it where they have like the iron cages built over yes. the grave? Yes. That's also a common um, deterrent against werewolves as well. Really? Ah. Wait, why? Yeah, there was an old, there is an old legend. It's a little bit of crossover that if a vamp, uh, a werewolf, I'm sorry, a werewolf were killed, not in the proper method. He would return as a vampire. Interesting. Yeah. So they'd put the steel cage. So they'd do the her. steel cage. That's some the, underworld yeah. shit. Right yeah. There. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. I so basically, love it. if like the vampire did reanimate and came up, like he'd be screwed because he'd just Sorry, be in you're trapped in grave cage. jail. <laughs> yeah. He'd be in grave cemetery jail. jail and he would have nowhere to go. Sorry about you. Idiots. So Anyways. angry about it. Idiots. So anywho. Idiots. <laughs> So that's pretty much where like the vampire legends came from, which is super interesting. Those are some fun facts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything. I didn't know about the staking. That was my favorite thing. My favorite discovery was figuring out why they stake. Because I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye, and there was an episode where a man was being made over, and he was a stand-up comedian, and he made a joke about staking vampires. I don't know if you saw this episode. Have you watched? Yeah, I watched it. That was my least favorite episode. But go on. Mine as well. It wasn't a strong episode as a whole, but I remember him in one of his jokes being like, one of the weirdest facts I learned about vampires is that they have to be staked through the heart to die. We'd all die if we were staked at the heart. That's and like, true. That is very and it true. Was like, yeah. true. And that was like kind of his just little joke of like, why is that special to vampires? And so like, even though it's a cheesy little joke, I remember giggling and thinking he's not wrong. And yeah, so most now of the we things know so that would more. kill vampires being decapitated, right. staked through the heart. Um, it's like, yeah. We'd all hurt also from those me. Two. So yeah, I thought that was a pretty good joke <laughs> for him. I, I enjoyed it. All right, so I'm going to hit you with some hot legends from New Orleans. Yes. Now, hot, literally, hot, and also uh, humid and hot, horrible. Swampy. 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 Disgusting. Yeah, nope. time. Oh, hello. Swass. Now, we don't have a lot of vampire legends in Mississippi, but living where I lived, you were a stone's throw away from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was literally over there every weekend. Um, I took one of these vampire tours and I heard about a few of these legends and I became obsessed with them. So I had to research them a little more and some of them get really wacky, but there are three very well documented of these legends. The first of which is of the Count St. Germain. Have you heard of this? Okay. So the Count St. Germain, he was a European adventurer. Uh, He had an interest in science and the arts. He was said to be a master pianist and violinist. He could speak six languages. Dang. He achieved prominence in the European high society in the mid-1700s. Uh, Prince Charles of Hesse Cassel considered him to be, and I quote, one of the greatest philosophers who ever lived. Hmm. And Voltaire called him the Wonder Man, the, one, uh, the man who never dies and knows everything. Okay. Uh, although it's said to... A lot of people in those circles said that Voltaire was saying these things sarcastically. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's a little. So maybe little Voltaire twist in was there. like, 
He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he wasn't buying into it. Yeah, (laughs) Voltaire just wasn't buying into whatever the Count was saying. He thinks he knows everything. Exactly. I mean, there are some really fun things about the Count, though, that make him interesting. Um, His family history and origins are very vague. He has said that on his deathbed, he was a son of a prince, but there's no documentation as to where he actually came from, and no one really knows. Um, But he, he was said to be unfathomably rich he would walk around with mm. jewels in his clothing um Jeez. he looked to be in his mid-40s I, mean, like, I do that yeah i mean <laughs> who doesn't do that we all These walk days, around with but jewels, i get it right? like back then like it wasn't it was it sure, sure, would seem kind of weird to a lot of people uh he was said to be in his mid-40s in every portrait that was painted of him this went on for half a century what yeah so he's keanu reeves He's Keanu Reeves. He hasn't aged. Keanu. Or, or <laughs> Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage, They're, Jared I mean, Nick Leto. Cage has definitely aged. But, but like not as much as he should. Those no, old, he should look so much older than But there's those old like paintings, old yes, timey paintings yes. where people are like, Nicolas Cage is a vampire. Yes. I'm like, I buy it. Yeah. I he buy made it. some sort of yeah. deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how's he still a working actor? It. I get it. Yeah, uh, how's right? he still a working actor? Also, how has he made it this long? Yeah. Just like in life. In, he looks you know like a straight I mean? up vampire in that Superman picture that you and Blair showed me last week. He looks like a straight up vamp. Oh, with the crazy long hair. The yes. crazy long the hair. Yes. hair. He's so yeah. pale and his eyes are sunken in and yes. you're like, who ever thought this was a good plan? Vamp. He's <laughs> a vampire. So uh, half a century. Half a century, every painting of the Count, he looked to be in his mid 40s. Okay. Uh, so he was also known to be very charming and engaging. Um, he had dinner parties with many dukes and kings. Uh, No one ever saw him eat anything, though, which is what made this interesting. He would only ever sip from a glass of wine. Or was it? Or was it? Or was it blood? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I liked it. I was just, I was letting it go. We're just letting Uh, it go. (laughs) So the Count was said to have died in 1784, but no one witnessed this. He was really? just said to have died. Did he look I know you anything? Can't see, I know like, that people can't hear air quotes. I'm he's doing, doing a lot of air quotes, quotes here. A lot of air quotes yeah, are happening right now. Air quotes. So no one ever so saw him no die. One it was just no witnessed his death or saw his burial. Does he look anything like Keanu Reeves or Nicolas Cage? He doesn't. Sad. Mm. Damn it! This would have been great. That was the stinger to this whole story, and he looks exactly like <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> this would have been the best story we've ever had. Uh, but a few years after his death. A man by the name Those are more Jacques, air quotes. yeah, more air quotes. I'm sorry. A man by the name of Jacques Saint Germain was coming to his own in New Orleans. Okay. Uh. Jacques fits the exact description of the count. Around 40 years of age, very wealthy, uh, fascinating dinner guests, complete mystery. He would throw lavish parties and invite the elite. Everyone would sit completely enthralled with his conversation and extravagant food, but just like the count. Jacques would never eat, not a single bite, just sip from his glass of wine. He was a vampire. He <laughs> was a vampire. 100% a vampire. Holy buckets. <laughs> After one such party, Jacques asked a young lady to stay with him late one night. On his balcony, he grabbed her and tried to bite her neck. What? She what? escaped by falling from the balcony. Then and she... dying from the fall. <laughs> no, she, this, she, I guess she was just so, like, scared and 
you know, all of the everything, all the blood was pumping. Her adrenaline, adrenaline yeah. That she that she ran uh, after falling from the balcony. Uh, she ran into a police officer at the time, which were actually new to New Orleans around this time. Um, actually, having officers who would walk the street, uh-huh. um, and she reported the count, or I'm sorry, Saint Germain, the count in air quotes. I'm sorry, more air quotes. Yes, right. Um, when the police came to investigate, Jacques had vanished. They searched his apartment, tablecloths and bedding covered in blood. <gasps> Upon searching the kitchen, they found no sign of food or that any food had ever been present. All they found were bottles of wine. And if you haven't figured it out already, it wasn't wine at all. Are you no. serious? It was blood. It Animal really blood, was? Human blood. It was just a mixture of blood in these wine bottles. <gasps> yeah. Some have claimed to seeing the Count wandering the French Quarter years after these events after he'd vanished after attacking this young girl wow. yeah it was thought that the count had foreseen the french revolution which is why he disappeared from france and then reappeared in new orleans almost half a century later okay interesting yeah. just that vanished fascinating no one knew what happened to him i wonder was he the inspiration for um interview with a vampire uh, there's mixed stories about oh, that okay. that he was that he is the inspiration for part of the inspiration for Lestat. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Just, I it was just thinking like about him. like, yeah, yeah, just like very, very similar lavish parties, right. very charismatic, like would always encourage exactly. people to eat these like extravagant meals. But that, would there has drink. to at least be the inspiration there for who wrote Being about Lestat and Rice. Anne Rice. Yeah. yeah. I've actually been in Anne Rice's house. So what? Was, Nuh-uh. No, oh you haven't. Sorry. <laughs> That's so cool. Billy almost um, died. Yeah. <laughs> It, well, Chronicles. many uh, many years ago, she stopped doing them. She used to do something called the uh, Vampire Lestat Ball. Ooh. Oh, yeah. cool. And it was in her house that she no longer lived in. It was just her old right. New Orleans home. Mm-hmm. And people would buy tickets and come. And it, there's people dressed lavish and mm-hmm. just have these old like 18th century, 17th century that like, parties. so cool. That in her so old cool. home. Um, I sat on a couch that I'm pretty sure Anne Rice once sat on. I was blown away. That is was the so house just cool. like gorge. It was soups gorge. Amazing, uh, decadent and gothic. I loved every second of it. Awesome. Yeah. Your so little great. gothic heart almost yeah. exploded. It exploded. <laughs> so Speaking good. of, there was just a vampire ball. Last weekend, I think, in LA. The Eternal Night. The Eternal yes. Night was last weekend. Yes, yeah. The Eternal Night. Have you do you know what that is? I don't. Oh, okay. Uh it's every year, right? It's a yearly thing. It's um it's hosted by um actually a man named Father Sebastian. Of course. Hey. Yeah. And he uh he has these around the world. Yeah. There's events. We're gonna talk about that a little later. I didn't know about the one in LA, but I know yeah, like they're like week. they happen all over the place. All they started do, yeah. by Father Sebastian, pretty much. Wonderful. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about him. He's great. Anyway. What was that guy's name? Count the, uh, the Count Saint Germain. Count Saint Germain or and Jacques or Saint. Jacques Saint Germain. Uh huh. But yeah. like he's the same guy. But like it was him. <laughs> but it's the same guy because he's a vampire. Oh my gosh, that's so fascinating. That was a great tale. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you learned about him a little bit on the vampire I tour. L- I learned a little bit about him on the vampire tour. They took us on this walking tour. Um, they have of haunted tours too. Yes, that you can walk. Um, so yeah, I went on this walking tour and you got to see the saint's, uh, apartment where this girl allegedly fell. Like fell from the balcony balcony, and ran away. What a cool tour. It was a very cool tour. Um, a lot of balcony talk on these tours. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans is known to have these very like lavish, 
um, balconies sure. with the big shutters that you can open up uh-huh. because it is it gets very humid. Right. And anything you can open to like let the air out is is fantastic in yeah, the south. It's important. So, yeah. Very important. Oh, hi Gabby. Hey Gabbers. Um, did you get to go see Madame La Louise? I didn't. Uh, We've talked about her and a few times. Also, on guess who owned that place for Ooh. years? Nicholas Cage. Whoa. You guys Nicholas Cage did. I can't anymore. You no, mean, I can't. I don't know. The how to immortal Nicholas Cage. The immortal Nicholas Cage. He owns one hundred percent of Vampire and I now oh, wait, know it is right it now. Madame La Lurie? Yeah. Yeah, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's who we've been talking about. Yes, it is. La like the Queen of Voodoo, isn't that her? Yes, but I'm thinking of Laveau. Oh, oh no, Marie Laveau, Marie Laveau is the Queen of Voodoo. Yes, yeah. so we were both. Yes, 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 yes. yes. We were both we were having close. a moment. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, go on. Continue. <laughs> on. We're the worst. We're the worst. <laughs> that's Welcome okay. to our tangent. We learn new things every day. <laughs> every day. Uh, so another fun legend, and it's got a very intriguing name is the casket girls the casket girls the casket girls okay i'm in so whenever they were colonizing new orleans in the early 18th century france was asked by the founders of new orleans to send over prospective wives for the colonists it was very hard to get women to come to new orleans in the early days because of things like the humidity and they sent a lot of people over to work on new orleans um, that were thought to be rapists thieves murderers so no woman in her right mind was like yes i will go over there and marry this man who will probably beat me to death exactly interesting so france agreed and sent women unwilling women to new orleans to marry these men now the legend goes a couple different ways one says that the women jumped ship in mobile alabama and only their luggage arrived now the other legend goes that when the luggage arrived, without the women, they were thought to carry the dead bodies of this, these women who had died from some sort of plague or mysterious disease on the boats over. Okay. Huh. What makes this really interesting and why they call it the casket girls is the luggage was bigger than the normal luggage that we carry today, but was shaped very much like a casket. Oh. So... People of this age who were very superstitious, they saw them only unloading these giant pieces of luggage shaped like a casket and no women on board. Okay. So immediately, when with no women coming, they said, this is evil. There are dead bodies in there. They're going to rise up and kill us. They put these bodies on the top floor in the attic of the Ursuline convent. They're said to still be there. I don't think that's the case. I think that's an urban legend. But what makes the casket girls kind of interesting is after these girls were in this attic of the convent for about two months every night, the shutters would open. And then when someone would come out, they would see these shutters opened every night after the convent had been locked up. Mm. So they closed them every day for about two months. And then after uh, two, three months of the shutters opening and then missing people's dead bodies being found near the convent, they decided to nail the shutters closed. And that was kind of the last you heard of the convent for many years. But then in 1978, that recent, two amateur reporters demanded that the convent's priest let them in to see the coffins. The priest, of course, denied the entrance. 
Uh, one night, the two men climbed over the convent wall with their recording equipment in an attempt to get these coffins on tape. The next morning, the reporter's equipment were found strewn about the street outside, and the convent front steps were the bodies of the two young reporters. Nearly decapitated, sliced almost completely off, Ooh. but still what? attached, and drained of 80% of their blood, which is pretty much impossible. Even when they drain for um, embalming, uh-huh. there's still a good amount of blood still left in the body. Whoa. 80% is unheard of. So to this day, that crime in 1978 goes unsolved, and there are still several missing persons in that area around the Ursuline Convent. Wow. Whoa. It's almost as though the convent is in on it in protecting these creatures they're keeping that, a secret right, live upstairs in the attic yes that were shipped over from france i know it's a significant thing about nailing the shutters closed in new orleans is like going back to like what i said before with the humidity that's unheard of yeah. you want to release all the heat you can yeah. you never close those shutters so they know something's going on in there that is the something only reason is going down. Something interesting is being kept in there. Yes. And it's being kept from us. And they're all yeah. protecting it in yeah. some way. And this convent is very creepy looking. I believe Very it. creepy looking. And it's still, High. is it still in like, servant? What do you do at a convent? It's. Nowadays. Nowadays. <laughs> those weird nuns just hung out. Yeah. <laughs> there we is just still... hang out. We usually like paint each we other's chat. nails yeah. and play like braid each other's hair and mm-hmm. like play cards and smoke cigarettes and it's fine. Keep the secret vampires in the attic. <laughs> Keep no the deal. secret vampires upstairs. And it's no just longer let them out to feed. It's now been chained up and oh, it's okay. just a tourist attraction. I see. So no one's yeah. in No there one's yet. guarding them now. So they probably mm-hmm. had to like transport them, right? Yeah. Somewhat Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage came and did it. Yeah. He came and he took the caskets. And he has them somewhere. <laughs> he sleeps in one. He sleeps in and one. And he of keeps them. his vampire bride in the other. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. His three brides. Three. Oh. Wait a second. Isn't Wait a it Cage Dracula? I don't oh. know what's happening here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track of this narrative. All I know Nick is I want to see this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm, I've already started writing it. I've been taking <laughs> notes this whole time. So there, the other big legend is the Carter Brothers. Carter Brothers. The Carter Brothers. This is in New Orleans too. This is a New Orleans New thing Orleans as well. New Orleans is I'm the going best. Tomorrow. I know. I don't know how really, I've never been. It, yeah, the two of you would absolutely love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'd have to go for a full ten days to do every single tour. That you would they offer. to do, uh-huh. but we'd die. It'd be so humid, Lauren. I know you're right. Use your head. You're I, so right. Like, growing up there, I couldn't stand the humidity. And you were I, born of it. I was, yeah, I was born of it. <laughs> born and I of it. Hate it. I hate it. I don't even like humidity in Southern Illinois. Like I can't. In the summertime, when my parents are like, "You should come visit. We'll open the pool." And I'm like, "Can I live in it? No, I'm not." And the humidity come in the winter. I don't think of Louisiana down there. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. Just thinking of it makes me angry. Yeah, I'm pissed. (laughs) Like sticky and angry, and I'm over it. This this podcast is over. Actually, yeah, we're done here. Good night. Thank you for listening. To keep it weird. I don't want to talk about New Orleans anymore. Carter Brothers. Tell Carter me about Brothers. Uh, the Carter Brothers is also a more recent legend from the 1930s during the Depression. The Carter Brothers are also known as Keanu Reeves and Nicholas <laughs> Cage. And Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Go on. I won't interrupt if anymore. You're, if you're listening again. to this podcast, I'm ready. I'll leave it at that. Interpret that how you want. I'm ready. Um, My body's like ready. It. My mind is ready. Take My me. soul is ready. Take this, me as I am. I'm done with this world. <laughs> so the Carter Brothers, John and Wayne Carter. 
Okay. Yeah. They were brothers. Uh, they seemed to live a typical, normal life. They li- they worked down on the river, just working, unloading boats, ho-hum, normal life. Uh, they did live in the French Quarter. One night, a girl escaped from the Carter brothers' apartment. She ran to the authorities. Her wrists were cut, not deep enough to cause immediate death, but just enough for her to bleed out over the course of several days, if the wound went untended. Right. Unattended, of course. Uh, the police. Like, no one. Yeah. No one her. Well, her. <laughs> well yeah. On. If if she just decided to hang about and have some tea. Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, this is Not fine. I got. I got days. I'm good. But so yeah, this was very unheard of. No one even knew who these guys were. And then this girl just escaped the apartment, ran to the cops, told them about what happened to her. The police went to the Carter brothers' third story apartment and found four other people tied to chairs with their <gasps> wrists sliced in the same fashion. Oh. Some had been there for many days. Ooh. Uh, the story the girl told the police was that the Carter brothers had abducted people in order to drink their blood at the end of every day when they returned home from work. Beside the four living victims, the police found 14 dead bodies in the Carter's apartment. Oh my God. Jesus. The police waited for the brothers to return to their home, and when they did, it took eight officers to subdue the two average-sized men. Wow. Because they were vampires. So they had some soup strength. Yeah. And this was before PCP. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Can we someone do some research on PCP and then hit me up on Facebook? Let Can us you know, Google please? when yeah. PCP came was about? invented? Go on. Uh, a few years later, when the Carters were finally executed, their bodies were placed in the Carter family crypt in New Orleans. Many years later, when they were placing another member of the Carter family in the crypt, they discovered it was completely empty. Shut your damn mouth. No decomposition. No dust, nothing. It was just like your average dust from over time. No, like, no bodies. Yeah, no bodies. What? No remains of bodies. No bones. And no one um, would have had access to that tomb. Like if if we're trying to be logical for a second, would someone yeah, have been like someone able to go in and steal in. their bodies? Yeah. Someone could have broken in, I guess. But usually, but, I mean, that's a, these are big stone right. above ground. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, Locked. I mean, so that, I feel like. It would have been Even really police hard. Of that day would have realized that there were like scrapings or someone yeah. opened this. Uh, but who knows if that's been omitted from the legend. But, Ooh. you know, in, there, there was no John, no Wayne. They were just completely gone. Uh, to this day, there have been many sightings that have occurred in the French Quarter that match the description of these two brothers. Um, years later, the owner of the Carter Brothers' old apartment claimed to have seen two figures that matched their description outside on the balcony one night, whispering to each other. Oh my God. When approached, both figures jumped from the third floor balcony, landed safely on the ground, and ran away. The weird what? thing... Yeah. I, I'm, I don't have words. Keep going. So one of the weird things, uh, the four, one of the four living victims versus the four, 14 dead is an old piece of lore that states that if a vampire feeds you blood for seven nights in a row, then and only then can you become a vampire yourself. Some of the victims were held captive for more than seven days, so it's thought that the Carter brothers were trying to expand their ranks. Okay. Uh, A fun fact about the Carter brothers, one of the surviving Carter brothers' victims was a guy named Philippe. He went on to become a notorious serial killer. Look at that. Interesting. Huh. 
So they why were making killing? some people vampires, it sounds like, and then or others they were to. just using the blood. Some were, yeah, some mix. were just victims. Some were being chosen to be vampires. Right. Why? I don't know. I want to like, know more details now about Philippe? Philippe's killings. Was he just murdering or was like he a little bloodthirsty? There's not a lot known about Philippe. It's, interesting. it's just known that he was a serial killer and he was one of the victims of the Carter brothers. Woo! There's not even a <laughs> there's not even a last name attached to Philippe. He's I just Philippe. Stayed up one night just on the internet, scouring, looking like yeah, a madman, down, a hole. sweating. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Your girlfriend came home yeah. and she was like, "Billy, I like, have a." You haven't eaten in days. <laughs> you haven't told me you loved me in years. And I'm like, I got to know who Philippe is. <laughs> yeah. We have to find This Philippe. is my important woman. Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm doing my research. But yeah. Wow. Jeez Those are great. Louise. Yeah, some creepy stuff there. New Orleans from is New Orleans. awesome. I know. And that's I just a go. few of the vampire legends. There are many ghost legends, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, Voodoo. Yeah. I, Voodoo, did take, I did take one of the serial killer tours also <gasps> as well. And oh, gosh, I want to do it. It's very fun, and there was a guy that melted people in his bathtub with acid. I'll oh, just leave that wow. there. I, I'll leave oh, that there, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> you know what? It is a, a good way to get rid of a body. I'm not trying to I give mean, anyone any ideas. Yeah, but. quit it. So what about other places in the world? Yeah, what else you got? Oh, well, as far as other places in the world... Boy, let me tell you, uh, people get bonkers yep, with the vampire yes. legends. Uh-huh. And, and, and the Krampus legends, we learned that oh, in yes, Mel's we went episode. On and, on. <laughs> and a lot of countries have multiple legends. It's not just like, oh, this is the vampire in Romania. This yeah. is the vampire in Asia. It's like different areas of these countries have different legends. Um, something that was made more popular recently in um, pop culture, as far as like television and books, is the Strigoi. Because yes. of the strain. Uh, but oh. the Strigoi is a Romanian vampire. Uh, the fun thing about the Strigoi is that they can be classified as either living or dead. Live Strigoi can be described as living witches with two hearts or two souls, sometimes both. What? Yeah. I wonder if they have split personalities too, Ooh. or if they just have two hearts and two souls. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, Strigoi were said to have the ability to send out their souls at night to meet with other Strigoi and consume the blood of the livestock and neighbors. Uh, similarly, dead Strigoi were described as reanimated corpses that also sucked the blood and attacked their living family. A person born with an extra nipple, a tail, hey. or extra hair was doomed to become a vampire, like you were mentioning yeah. earlier. Uh, the same fate applied to the seventh child in any family if all of his or previous siblings were of the same sex, as well as someone born too early or someone whose mother had encountered a black cat crossing their path. I feel like at that point when you've got seven kids and then you have another one, you're like, this one, we got to get rid of this one because it could <laughs> be a Dragoy, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I have seven goddamn kids Make running around. Make up any lie you can because you already have six one. others. <laughs> Just get it out of the house. This is my seventh son. He's obviously a Strigoi. I uh, will name him Vlad. Take him away. Like him. all of my Vlad. other sons. I'm so over this. <laughs> get him out. Actually, Billy, you're a nerd. And... Thank you. That is something. Question mark? <laughs> it's a great. No, but that's, uh, that's what we bonded over. So Billy and I used to work together when we worked at Barnes and Noble. Uh-huh. And yeah. we had walkie-talkie. Or no, not walkie-talkies. They were the phones. We just had phones. Yeah, we just we had have walkie-talkies little, like, now, phones. and I know you're jealous about that. I'm a little jealous about that because I, I always wanted a walkie-talkie yeah. while I was working It's there. fun and awkward. But 
Billy was over, always at the cash register and I was always like wandering around the store. But I remember when the strain, Billy actually had me read the strain, which I don't uh-huh. know if you've read it. You'd like not. it. Okay, it's great. So it. it's it's written by Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan. Chuck Hogan. And uh, it's wonderful. And uh, the TV show came out. And honestly, I didn't make it past season one, but not because I didn't like it, just because I lost the access that I had yeah. to it. <laughs> Couldn't but see I it remember anymore. when it first came out and we had our little phones and my phone would ring and I'd be like, hello. And Billy would be like, did you watch The Strain last night? <laughs> I'd be like, I absolutely fucking watched The Strain last you night. Let's talk about it. recap session. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. That is Ashley's phenomenal. over in the gift department. I'm at the registers. <laughs> We're talking on the phone about The Strain creepily making eye contact but just far <laughs> but enough like just away far enough to away where we she couldn't hear it so we had to use yeah. the phones but you're like, so, at each- did so. you see the master that looked like a crazy ugly puppet right they could do better with the cg <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah they could <laughs> oh absolutely god do that. that is yeah. anyways moving on yes Strigoi. Strigoi. crazy mm-hmm. uh so if a pregnant woman did not eat salt or was looked upon by a vampire or a witch which i guess was just common it's like oh that vampire looked at me like what how done? do you like yeah uh, her child would also become a vampire. Sure. If uh, she did not eat salt. If she didn't eat salt. See, that also sounds like a pregnant woman being like, I have to eat salt. Right. Yeah, I have need, to have a lot of I sodium. I need the pickles and the ice cream because if I don't have it, I could have, <laughs> could a, have vampire. a vampire yeah, child. You, vampire. you don't want a vampire. You don't want a vampire. You don't want that for so me, do salt. you, honey? Just so more salt. Son, load it up. <laughs> uh, so a child born out of wedlock. Uh, could uh-huh. also be a vampire. Surprise, surprise. Others who were at risk of being vampires were those who died an unnatural death or before baptism. Uh, and here's one that kind of got me obsessed when I was a young, nerdy kid. A person with red hair and blue eyes oh. was seen as a potential strigoi. You knew. Yeah, I knew. I was like, That's you were the like, moment it's you me. Knew. I was like, it's my calling. <laughs> the vampires are calling. This is going to be my life's journey. Um, gosh, another of type course. of Romanian vampire is the Pricoliki. 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 It's just, it's just, it's just fun, fun to say. say. It's, exactly. it's fun to say. Pricoliki. Uh, these types are humans born with a tail that can shapeshift like a werewolf, but they have control over their transformation. Their entire power is kept in their tail. In undeath, the Pricoliki remain in their wolf form. Wow. Don't know how that's a vampire. Nope. But it is. But it is, apparently. Um, Romanian vampires were said to bite their victims over the heart or between the eyes. Oh. And sudden deaths could indicate the presence of a vampire. Uh, Graves were often opened five or seven years after burial and the corpse checked for vampirism before being washed and reburied. So wow. some uh, fun things from Romania. Yeah, yeah. Romania yeah. seems like a real a fun, easygoing place. Yeah, actually, really the Strigoi nice. and the Strain. What was cool about that? Uh, listening to like your description of the actual Strigoi is that was the big thing when they first landed in the United States. Is these vampires went back home? They went yeah. to their homes. They went to their families first. The they infected their families they first. Their family. yeah. yeah, which is very interesting. Which is very interesting. Also. Yeah. In the strain, not to keep bringing this up, but the Strigoi Go had on. like the like long tongue. They referred to him as a stinger. Stinger was that, that was in, in the mouth? legend, or was that made up by in the legend? Guillermo? It was in the legend. It was a nose. It was a pointy nose. Oh, yeah, which would, if you fun. think about it, very mosquito like. It is yes, very mosquito like. All yeah. comes back to the mosquitoes. mosquitoes don't like Them garlic. Skeeters. You know who else doesn't like garlic? Nicolas Cage. It's really weird. 
that this keeps happening. Just keeps coming up. <laughs> Guys. Sorry. We now know for sure he is a vampire. Oh, and Nicolas Cage away. also has a crypt in New Orleans. What? Yeah, it's what? shaped like real? a. It's shaped like a pyramid. Look it up. It's bonkers. Okay. Yeah. Why are we Here's even? The, like, why are we questioning this man? Why are we even in North Hollywood right now? We have so many places to be. Oh Thank you for God. listening to Keep It Weird. We have so much. We have to go to New Orleans, and we also need to talk to Nick Cage immediately. <laughs> Can we get Nick Cage on the podcast yeah. for a roundtable interview? Oh, for I'm sure, sure no, he'll I'm sure come on he's here listening. immediately. So, yeah. like Nicholas, he definitely listens. Come call on, me. whenever you have time, yeah. he's easy to get. Give me a call six one eight nine one eight. <laughs> I was like, don't put your whole number. And I was like, don't, don't, <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't do it. Sorry Ash, about it. Edit this out. No. So yeah, Romania, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. yeah, fun having. Can't wait to go. Asia, also a fun country full of Gen- bonkers. How do you how do you pronounce it? Which one are you? Uh, there are several. Really? They there have multiple s- vampires. Oh, yes, there are several. Which one are you thinking of? I had one written down. So the one, uh, one of the ones that I have is the Preet. Preet? Preet. Preet is the soul of a man who died an untimely death. It wanders around, animating dead bodies at night, attacking the living. In northern India, there is the, I'm going to butcher this. We always do. Bra Maraksasha, a vampire-like creature with the head encircled by intestines and a skull from which it drank blood. So, yeah. Those are fun. What? Yeah. Uh, Legends of female vampire-like beings who can detach parts of their upper body occur in the Philippines, Malaysia, Cambodia, and Indonesia. One of the two main vampire-like creatures in the Philippines, uh, the Madrigo, which uh, means bloodsucker, is a variety of the Aswang and takes the form of an attractive girl by day and develops wings and a long, hollow, thread-like tongue. There we go. By night. They use the elongated tongue uh, to suck fetuses of pregnant women. Jesus. They also prefer to eat entrails, specifically the heart and liver and the phlegm of sick people. Watch out, Ashley. Ashley, you're super phlegmy. Watch (laughs) out. I'm glad I'm not in Asia right now. Yeah. Cancel that trip. <laughs> yeah, canceling Cancel it. The flight. Mine were the Zhangxi. The Zhangxi. Zhangxi, which are uh, from. <laughs> they are evil spirits that attack people and drain their life energy. So uh, they were actually in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Right. More uh, classic. Yeah. 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 So, and yeah. classy. Yeah, you know? classy. Yeah. No. No intestines. Suit, suit tie. Yeah. Life force sucking. Yeah. Beautiful. Just classy. Just Keeping it real nice. Yeah. No fetuses for real me. Nice. Thank you. No, no fetuses. Just life force. No fucking just that intestines force. wrapped around your head. head? No detaching your no, right. like upper body. Upper body. And yeah. Doing weird no, things. It's a classy vamp. <laughs> Moving on to Albania. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Hello. Yeah. You're just brace this yourself. This is just one giant tooth walking around. <laughs> I would fucking kill to see that. <laughs> One giant tooth. Oh, oh shit. My, that's good. <laughs> I pray that's the answer. That one's going to sit with me. I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. Tooth. <laughs> uh, so in Albania, uh, there's the Striga. 
Ah. Close. Yeah. It's a vampiric witch in traditional yes. Albanian folklore that sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep and then turns into a flying insect. What? Yeah. Bats? No. Insect, please. Uh, only the Striga herself could cure those she had drained. The Striga is often pictured as a woman with a hateful stare, sometimes wearing a cape, kind of sounds like my boss, <laughs> and a horribly disfigured face. She doesn't have a hateful face, but she wears a lot of capes. Uh, sure. My boss, not the Striga. Striga always wear capes. Striga, capes <laughs> only. Uh, and only a horribly capes. disfigured face. After draining the blood from a victim, the Striga would generally go off into the woods and regurgitate it. Ugh. Yeah. If a a silver coin were to be soaked in that blood and wrapped in cloth, it would become an amulet offering permanent protection from any Striga. Always comes back to silver. Yeah. A lot of stuff based with silver. Alternately, for defending oneself from a Striga, a cross made of pig bone could be placed at the entrance of a church on Easter Sunday, rendering any Striga inside unable to leave. What vampire witch is is going to a church on Easter Sunday? Well, that is the only time they go to church. Oh, see, that was not in my research. Oh, okay. Easter Sunday. Once a year on Easter Mm -hmm. Sunday. This makes a lot more sense Mm -hmm. now. Now you get it. Uh, So yeah, they wouldn't be able to leave the church, rendering uh, the Striga inside unable to leave. They could then be captured and killed at the threshold as they vainly attempted to pass. Wow. Yeah. Striga. Uh, so I included an Australian vampire as well, just because, like the That's hilarious to think of. They <laughs> just have a fun name to say. <laughs> Gosh, I love I the fun names. Had so much fun just I walked around my house just saying this vampire's name <laughs> like all night. Uh, so they're Aboriginal. They're the Yaramara Yahoo. Say it again. What? Yaramara Yahoo. Yaramara Yahoo. Let's make uh, a song. Uh, they look like an unusually short man with red skin, huge head, and a worryingly oversized mouth. Just a big tooth. Just, um, just a giant, giant tooth. tooth walking around. It. Oh well, actually, it doesn't have any teeth. The Yaramara Who has no teeth. What? Uh, so but instead, mouth. it drains its victims of its blood using suckers in its no. fingers and toes. What? No. Yes. What? Hate him. Hate him. Why? I'm picturing this in my head, and it is one of the most frightening things. I'm yeah, picturing it in my head, and it's like it. Mac from Mac and Me. Oh, but my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just Red. wants a Coca-Cola. Just <laughs> wants a Big Mac. <laughs> Ew, uh, finger suckers. But, you know, finger suckers aside... He's jaunty. He's the Yaramara who. Yeah. Of course. He still, Yaramara just, he still skips. <laughs> Yaramara he. Uh, Yaramara ha. Yaramara ha ha. We did get the singing in. We I joked about it earlier. We, we got the singing We knew it would come. It was eventually. going to happen. And it was in the best <laughs> way. He's fine. All right. I'm so fine with him. If he's. Well, nah, don't, oh. Don't wait just a second. Oh. Oh, before no. you get too comfortable with the Yaramara who. I don't want it. Afterwards, after using the finger and toe suckers. He eats the person whole. <gasps> what? Uh, this vampire lurks in the trees, leaping down on people who pass underneath. And like the classic vampire we know and love, its unfortunate victims rise again, becoming Yaramara Who themselves. Oh, boy. Oh, 
So just another creepy thing in Australia that I don't need to see. Yeah, I don't need Australia has too many creatures I already don't need to go. Just want to know. Besides the Yarmar, who just all the insects and things that can kill you. The giant spiders that will just jump on your face and are the size of a house. Crocs. Those damn Crocs. Is there only one Yarmar who at one time? And it's like Santa when like you kill him and you become him or no, oh. there can be several oh, Yarmar okay. who. That's yeah. an interesting that's question, though. Yeah, yeah that is... I was. I didn't know if you would like join the ranks of the Yarmar who, yeah. or it was like now you, you get to wear the pants. Yeah. yeah. No, you just immediately become a short, red-skinned, bald man who eats people <laughs> no whole teeth. with finger suckers. No teeth. Oh. No so teeth. he without the teeth, like, is he just like? Put opening his oversized mouth over them and just doing uh-huh. a big swallow. Yeah. I'm imagining like, like a, a snake. snake. Yeah. yeah or like uh, the exorcism of, oh, what was that movie oh called? Oh my God, it's that old woman. Oh. Uh, shit. It's a name. I know. And it's an old woman's name. It's like the da 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 da. <laughs> That's it. So you if you're nailed like it. the haunting, so or like if you're the looking that up on Netflix once again, that is the. It has like nice phrasing to it, is yeah. what I meant. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what is it called? The the. Hold on. Oh I'll yeah, it. you have to like the the exorcism of. Deborah Morgan. Deborah fucking Morgan. Yes. Deborah Morgan. When she unhinges her damn jaw and starts sucking away, that's one of the most horrifying. I mean, they say the Yaramar who just has an oversized mouth, so I don't. Is it just big enough to fit a human body in? I know. Because he jumps from the tree and sucks all of your blood with his finger and toe suckers. So then you're drained, and then he's just like, he's just like, oh, I don't want to leave this perfectly good body here. I guess. Wait, don't say it, Deborah Logan. Deborah Logan. Yes, the taking of Deborah Logan. The taking. I knew it. Do you know like, who Deborah like... Morgan is? Who? Dexter's sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're so Speaking right. Speaking of blood. Speaking of all that blood. Sorry. Taking Deb. of Deborah Logan. See? Taking of Deborah Logan. The taking of Deborah Logan. I wasn't wrong. You were right. Thank you. I apologize for making that insensitive joke earlier. No, I'm a ridiculous person, and it's all fine. Okay. Continue. What else you got? <laughs> also, my last thing on the Yaramara <laughs> is that I'm imagining Mr. Big Head in my head because I'm imagining that huge mouth that yeah, can just, just like uh, go on. I feel like I'm challenged now when I get home to go home and just draw the Yaramara hoo. Oh my yes, gosh, please. <gasps> Billy. Yes. In no, you have only one job for the rest of your life. <laughs> in my head, he's wearing diapers and I don't think that's right. Ooh. No, but I can see <laughs> him wearing it, a though. little diapy. Yeah. Does I mean, he have he a tail? Need to wear a diaper. He does eat people whole. I was so going to say, you know, going to have to like. Does he poop? have a tail? Let's go back. Uh, red skin, huge. Because I pictured oversized mouth, no tail, no mm-hmm. tail to speak of. I guess I was picturing like baby Hellboy. Oh, I kind yeah. of was too. I yeah. will not lie. Well, mostly because I was just heard red skin and was like Hellboy, but well, baby Hellboy, Hellboy so my favorite cute. person in the whole world. No tail. No okay. tail. All will right. you please draw him for us? I, w- I will. I will work on the Yarmar Who, and yes. you will see it first. Uh, I would like a drawing of the Yarmar Who, the Yarmar He, and the Yarmar yeah. Ha. Please. Now, when <laughs> I when I think about all of these, I feel like they're a band, and they're all different oh, yeah. colors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like a yeah. blue, yeah. a yellow, yeah, a red, yellow, a green. green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are these just Teletubbies? I think we, we just, Teletubbies? I think, oh my God, we just described The most frightening creature in the world, the Teletubby. <laughs> Tinky winky. <laughs> la la. Yaramara okay. who? Yeah, it all fits. Yeah, oh my it God. It does. 
holy shit. Oh my God. We, we cracked just, the code. We did it. All right. Thank you for listening <sighs> to Keep It Weird. We're done. We figured just it kidding. all out. Only Nick Cage can save us. <laughs> Only, Nick Only Nick Cage. I feel um, like I have to always bring it back to Nick Cage. You do. Well, yeah, yeah. For the rest of, actually, for the rest of, not even just this episode, just the podcast in general. Podcast in general. Till he, he comes popped on. up in that Superman outfit last week, it was done for me. That I was, was like, it. Who the hell is mm-hmm. this man? I've He's known nothing until He's burned our now. retinas. Yep. Do we want to move on to modern day vamps? Ooh, sure. Let's talk about modern day vamps. Do you have any more? Yeah, unless you have some I, really I mean, have Well, I have a ton. This <laughs> well, could be course, an but... eight hour podcast. <laughs> right. uh, Ashley and Lauren have left. They have gone to bed. Ashley um, has to go to work in the morning. She's yelling Billy. at me. I'm sitting in the dark talking to you about vampires. Just on his microphone sure in the shadows, like you are another not legend to this is. Podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Doesn't Billy have a great voice? Well, lucky for you, you'll be hearing it again in a week. On next week's episode, we talk about modern day vampires, be it vampire enthusiasts like Billy and myself, or role players, or full on living life vampies. You're going to get to know all about them. We're also going to discuss vampires in pop culture and answer super important questions like, if you could live in any fictional vampire universe, which one would you live in and why? So join us again in a week for the sweet baby vamps, the blood, and the laughs. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Subscribe to our iTunes and rate us five stars. Pretty, pretty, please. Check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to find out more ways you can donate and support the show. And as always, keep liking, commenting on, sharing our posts, and sending in feedback. It's so wonderful, and it means so much to us to see you enjoying and participating in the show. So thank you. You never know when you might run into a sweet, adorable vampy. So stock up on garlic, sharpen your dogwood steaks, Find the nearest creek to cross, and as always, keep it weird. Wow. Gabby, do you have anything to add? (laughs) We got one! Oh my god! (laughs) Gabbers! Perfect. But anyway. Is his name Pooh or Winnie? Pooh is the type of bear he is, and his name oh. is Winnie. He's Winnie the Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. But I'm glad that's been resolved. I did, not, I did not know that. And <laughs> now I can feel like when I finally pass on, everything will have been achieved. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That now was the final <laughs> yeah. That was the final yep. horror yeah, crux that, that needed to be destroyed. Yeah. Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. But everyone calls him Pooh. That's like the little, okay, I'm done. How much singing is there on this podcast? A lot. Well... <laughs>